Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to advance in leadership, then this podcast is for you. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, and Monica Marquez, senior corporate leader, ex-Googler, and diversity expert. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Hi, I'm Monica, your host for today's episode. Does the idea of change make you uncomfortable? For most people, the answer is yes. Because let's face it, change is hard. But we also know that progress only happens when we step into the discomfort and embrace change. Meet Kimberly Gardner, Senior Vice President and Chief Marketing Officer at Volkswagen Group of America, who shares her journey and how the desire for impact led her to become a change agent. Kimberly shares how once she decided to share her ideas authentically, even when they went against the status quo in a very male-dominated industry, she was much happier, more satisfied, and more engaged. This decision to push to do things a little differently, a little better, led to the success that she has achieved. Kimberly brings more than 20 years of automotive experience to her current role at Volkswagen. She most recently served as the Chief Marketing Officer for Mitsubishi Motors North America. She is known for being an innovative thinker with passion to help drive change in the automotive industry which is a great fit for helping to push for the mainstream adoption of electric vehicles led by Volkswagen. In this episode, Kimberly shares why you shouldn't be afraid to ask for advice, her daily success habits, how to build your own personal board of directors, and how to plan and achieve your long-term goals. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources in this episode, including the best way to get in touch with Kimberly. Welcome, KG. Thank you so much for joining us on the Beyond Barriers podcast. I am thrilled to have you here. Um, so without further ado, let's dive in because I know our audience wants to hear all of the um, great you know, pearls of wisdom that you're going to share with them. And you have an awesome journey, especially working in an industry that is extremely male-dominated. So um, I always love talking to individuals who have made a mark in a place where they have been the only um, and just learning how you did that and how you navigated that corporate culture. So I'll hand it off to you. Tell us a little bit about KG and um, how you landed where you landed. Yeah. Thank you, Monica. Um, and I'm super excited to be here. This is fun. I love uh, what you guys do with the podcast. So thank you. Um, it's funny. I'm one of those people that I love hearing other people's stories, but not telling my own so well. So <laughs> I will jump in and do my best. Uh -huh. um, I, when I would, I would say, you know, growing up, what really helped to shape my decisions around my career and what to do was um, a real strong sense from being very young of wanting to make things better, which mm -hmm. I know probably a lot of people would, would think about. But for me, I think it was a combination of my mother's empathy and my father's strong independence streak. Um, but I always looked at things as approaching an opportunity as how do you literally make it better than where you found it? And mm. I think that led me really early on in my career to choose um, environmental work. And I did that for mm. a number of years, both in California and then um, overseas for several years as well. And then I thought, you know, um, being in the environmental field itself, I, I love it for a lot of reasons, but I really was missing a business background and business experience. And I thought, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to go 
over to the States and do an MBA um, and then I'll come back and I'll keep doing environmental work. And fast forward, um, many opportunities came about as a, as a result of the MBA program I did at Indiana. And one of them was Toyota came to campus and they were mm. talking about a lot of the things they're doing in marketing around new products like the Prius. And that was a big revelation for me to how to com combine my personal passion for the environment with where the industry was going with mm. hybrid vehicles at that time and the first generation Prius many, mm -hmm. many years ago, two decades ago or more. Um, and I really thought, you know what, this is a chance for me to combine those worlds together. And I basically fast forward was at Toyota for 15 years uh -huh. um, between Toyota, Lexus for a number of years and the Scion brand. Um, and, you know, one of the things I struggled with um, and liked at the same time was that it was a very traditional company, a very large uh -huh. global organization. I loved it. Uh, great respect for people. Toyota is a wonderful brand. Um, but I wanted to make change, right? I wanted right. to do differently and leave that impact. And I felt like I kept being told year over year, well, you know, when your turn comes or when you get mm -hmm. to the higher level or when you achieve, you know, um, maybe more in terms of leading a department or a tire, different titles. And so what I found myself being labeled was a change agent and mm -hmm. a action oriented dreamer mm -hmm. and words like that. Mm -hmm. And I think over the course of a few more years, I thought, well, you know, I'm not going to necessarily look at what everybody around me is saying as a definition of success. Mm -hmm. Really, it, a change agent is very much about the contribution I can make and the impact I can make. And maybe it's okay that I don't have to follow the corporate ladder. Yes. And I think where that led me to is it's okay to actually try new things and be that person in the room that challenges convention and um, wants to bring about a different point of view. And once mm -hmm. I embraced that several years ago, I actually was happier. I was more satisfied mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I was more engaged and I just became myself, which sounds kind of crazy in my thirties, but <laughs> there I was. And I thought, you know what? I'm okay with, um, with that label. And I actually really, really loved it. Mm -hmm. And I have since worked at a number of different brands, um, Kia for a little while, Mitsubishi. Now I'm at Volkswagen of America ascending the corporate ladder, even right. though I said earlier, that wasn't necessarily my game plan, mm -hmm. but how I've done that and how my story has kind of come to fruition, I think, is because embracing who you are and what you're about with complete authenticity and saying, you know what, I'm a change agent. I may come into a really large organization that has a certain way of doing things, mm -hmm. but I'm always from day one going to try to do it a little differently and a little better and uh -huh. gently nudge for improvement in places maybe where they wouldn't have thought of. And mm -hmm. I think that reputation has led me to higher and higher roles and really to the success I've had and been fortunate enough to achieve, like you said, in a traditional kind of industry that's very well dominated. I'm mm -hmm. still not always, but I can still be sometimes the only female in the room. So mm -hmm. that's really me. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. And I love how you said you you started embracing kind of your authentic self and realizing, you know, that once you were kind of following that North Star, once you identified it, that you were much happier. Um, but there have been, like you said, you made leaps. You were somewhere for a very long time um, at one organization at Toyota, and then you made the leap to go to another organization. So that's a huge transition. What, you know, what, how, what helped you? Like, did you have any fears or limiting beliefs when you're like, I'm leaving someplace that I have all of this social capital I have built and a brand, an internal brand that I have created? How did you make that transition? How did you like change tra that, that track, like change companies? What helped yeah. you get through that? 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And you and you are you are so accustomed and so comfortable in an environment like that where you you know if you do certain things that certain expectations will be met and then certain outcomes will be achieved. And mm -hmm. over many years I came to appreciate that, I guess that sense of stability and mm -hmm. that sense of calm that you have at the same time that itch for something different, I think was always there for me. And so mm -hmm. I tried to lean into the the, the latter more, uh -huh. right? And and believing in myself that even though I'm used to a certain way of doing things for many, many mm -hmm. years, I actually had six, seven, eight or so roles. I'd mm -hmm. worked on three different brands. I worked for a number of different managers. Mm -hmm. I worked and led different teams. I had a real diverse experience set to, to build from. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what's the worst that can happen? I will end up someplace and I will, you know, do okay, I guess. And then mm -hmm. I can always, I guess, pivot from there. Mm -hmm. And again, I think coming into that realization of being a change agent a little bit later, not first starting my career, but, you know, kind of mm -hmm. midway, but again, in my thirties. Mm -hmm. And I think the label then became who I was. And then I had to embrace who I was as change is actually something personally that I need to be okay with too. Mm -hmm. So picking up, moving, starting something different. For me, it was really tapping into the moniker on the outside professionally mm -hmm. and turning that inward so that I can embrace change for myself and say, you're going to be just fine. Everything's going to be okay. And you right. probably have a lot more experience and knowledge than you realize, which is exactly mm -hmm. what happened. That's fantastic. And it's so true. Like we forget a lot of the times of, you know, we second guess ourselves, but you, you know, you had 15 years of solid experience in all of those different, like you said, roles and opportunities that you learned from, and you could just apply them. So thinking with kind of like, you know, you are definitely someone who knows everything about brands and making sure that, you know, your personal brand reputation is super important, just like it is for other companies. Starting in these new organizations, kind of like your new role, right? You're now in a new organization. What do you do to make sure that you are immediately focused on setting yourself up for success and making sure that the brand or what you want to be known for, or your reputation is, you know, set really well? So what, what are the first things you do to make sure that like when you're not in the room, what are people saying about you? Yeah, I think, you know, it, um, I would have said a different answer a few years ago. And again, now I think I'm more comfortable with who I am. I'm a bit older and a bit wiser, I guess. And so mm -hmm. I talk about it more deliberately, deliberately in the new role right from the get go. Mm. And so literally, I think in the first staff meeting I have with my team, this is who I am, right? I've got 20 years experience in automotive. I've done a lot of different roles before. I'm willing and able to roll up my sleeves and help with anything with anyone I don't see silos. I see people. So I really value everyone's contribution. I can't wait to get to know you and help you because as a change agent and somebody, I think with a ton of empathy and like to lead that way, I want to be about what's best for all of you, not just for myself. And I think opening up a little bit in the beginning like that for people mm -hmm. to see, okay, she, she's a change agent. That can be good and bad. Like that can be a little scary, mm -hmm. but at the same time, maybe it's a chance for me to try something new and for a new audience to be able to hear me and try something that I wanted to try in the organization to move forward. Mm -hmm. And if she really wants to know who I am, maybe that's a good way for me to be able to get some help with my career and figure out what I want to do next and really use my talents to my best abilities. And then I also say I'm a big collaborator. So across organizations, I love building a community of kind of my own board of directors that I can go to and right. tap into at my level and above. 
on a regular basis. So it's not just me trying to act alone to try to make things happen, but I want to be able to do that effectively across the organization. So I will build strong bonds with and relationships with my peers and build that trust very quickly. And that's what I say to my peers as well. So I think mm -hmm. it's worked well in terms of coming into something new, building across, building up, and then definitely within my team, just mm -hmm. to give them that level of confidence and that respect that I have for them. I love that. And you truly are kind of that, that change agent. You're always leading with this, you know, idea of contribution and reciprocity that um, I've always admired in, in learning, learning and getting to know you. One of the things you mentioned in terms of, you know, you are extremely senior and I know that there's probably junior women that would love to, you know, reach out to you. And, and I think back when I was more junior of how do I gain access to influential leaders? How do I actually build a relationship with them? Um, and you sometimes psych yourself out of like, oh my God, they're super busy. They don't even, they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't have time. What advice would you give to the listener who is wanting to kind of build those, you know, mentors and sponsors and kind of like that board of directors that you talked about? Um, how do you go about it? Because that's something that never changes. Like you said, you constantly are actively building relationships because you know you need that. And I think women sometimes forget and they don't do that. They don't leverage that community or build that community. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was one of those people for years. I would say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to trouble you. I don't want to bother you. I know you're really busy. Do you have five minutes? I'd love to pick your brain on something. Um, and, and I think today what I would tell anyone or tell women and younger women, especially that are trying to um, get access to and tap into an organization and all the talent and, and how do I learn from them and how do I build that relationship is much like a friend, you, you start from square one, which is, you know, a little bit about yourself and say, you know what, I'm, maybe I'm stuck on something. Maybe I need a little bit of advice. I would love five minutes because I have a question that I've really been needing to get some help with. So I would say, be very specific about that first moment, mm -hmm. right? That first step, that, mm -hmm. much like I would say, Monica, hi, I've heard a little bit about you. And I think um, that's great that you set up this new organization, you're doing coaching. Tell me a little bit about that because I'm looking to do that myself or whatever. Yeah. But it's something small that you can relate to and that you can imagine literally a five or 10 minute conversation. And what you're asking for from that person is, can you build off of something that I'm thinking about? Can you help me and give me a bit of advice? I've already thought through a question or a problem mm -hmm. or something I'm struggling with a bit. I'd love a little perspective to bounce something off of you. That's an easy ask. You're not asking for somebody to literally tell me what you do to solve for something and everything around that problem. It's just one moment. Mm -hmm. And a moment can lead to more conversation. Would you mind the next time I have a question? I'd love to come back to you and ask you for more advice on this one because I love what you said. And let, could, would you mind if I set up another time for us to talk in a few weeks time or whatever that might look like? No problem would be the answer that I usually get from pretty much everybody. Right. Not at all. I'd be happy to help because you're thoughtful about how you've asked and you have an outcome in mind, right? Mm -hmm. You're offering something to them. And people, I think you'd be surprised, at, certainly at my level, I'm actually really flattered when people ask me for a few moments of time mm. and for advice on something, because as we know through the Beyond Barriers coaching program, mm -hmm. it's, it, it really is self-gratifying. It really comes back to you um, when you give that extra bit of help to somebody else. So don't be afraid to ask. I love that you said that because it is so true that, you know, we always are hesitant to ask. 
But if you flip it and it's like when someone ever asks me or like you said, when someone asks you, you're flattered or you're like more than happy, like you're excited of like, yes, I want to help somebody. So you actually are, it's that contribution piece that lives in us that really wants to like help others. Yeah. Um, and, and it's now I have to, I had to take that and flip it for myself and say, you know what, if I don't ask, I'm robbing that person of the opportunity of contributing, like they want to contribute. And now I'm robbing them of that opportunity. Absolutely. So I, so I, I psyched myself out. <laughs> no, 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 for sure. But I, I think the other thing too, I get asked is how do I form, how do I, how do I form a board of directors? So one, one person in one moment, that's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. How do I build that over time? Especially if you're new in an organization or you're fairly junior Mm-hmm. And what I would say, it's the same thing again, like with your, with friends, usually you meet a friend through a friend. Mm-hmm. And so can you ask that person that gave you that advice, that first one you started with, is there anybody else in the organization who might give me a different perspective or a point of view that you would recommend I talk to? I would love that. Um, if mm-hmm. you could give me that um, person's name and, and a little bit of context, and then that leads to another, it leads to another. And before you know it, you have your board of directors that are coming from across the organization and outside the organization as well. That's an awesome strategy because a lot of times too, it's a kind of a warm introduction. Even if they don't make the introduction for you, it's like, hey, you know, KG gave me your name, suggested I should reach out to you. And that kind of gives you that icebreaker to say like, you know, here's what I'm wanting advice on or, or whatnot. So I love that because then it's a, it's a kind of almost like a referral system. <laughs> then you, and before you know it, you have your board of directors. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I wanted to shift gears a little bit and change, um, and ask a little bit about, you've been extremely successful in your career. And one of the things our listeners love to hear about are kind of like, what is the, a day in the life of KG? What are your daily habits or rituals that are key to your success? Like what keeps you ahead of the game? Mm. <laughs> um, I need to bottle that up, right? Um, <laughs> sometimes, you know, I think because, um, because I'm somebody who wants to make an impact, because I'm a change agent, um, I'm constantly, it's like a voracious um, appetite for knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so what I've learned about myself is I need that in the morning when I first wake up. Mm. I like to listen to either a podcast, a little bit of maybe it's NPR, the news, or some kind of learning I can get just to start the day off. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit of that throughout the day, like mm-hmm. almost snack breaks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at the end of the day, I like to reflect and I like to, not only I've got my to-do list, like we all do for mm-hmm. what have I done today? What do I need to continue to do tomorrow? Make sure I'm staying on top of and meeting expectations. But ultimately I have usually at the end of the day, I've got so many great ideas and I'm like, oh, and I want to think about this and I want to change that. And how do I make sure I connect those dots? And what I used to do is like, oh, I'll remember everything. And now it's like, no, that's too much <laughs> happening in one person's brain. So I'm very good about, I've got a digital notepad. I'm very good about end of day, any thoughts, any ideas, any like, hmm, I wonder. I, I jot them down and I make sure I have a visual to go with them, mm. <laughs> which helps me a lot yes. because I'm somebody who's very much about if you want to change people's thoughts, behaviors, attitudes, et cetera, m- relating to them in a way that can be very visual is often very helpful. Mm-hmm. And so if I have an idea for a construct to, to convince our CFO to give us more money for marketing, for example, or not cut Uh our budget, which is what's happening now. Um, A lot of it is how do I frame that in the way that will make sense for the business first and foremost. So I I know circles and dots around what he's looking for. 
and then ideas that I've got, and then how do I connect those things together? Then I form an email the next day to kind of make all that happen. So that's really me. I try to make the um, how do I capture my thoughts throughout the day process something fun, snackable, and that I hold myself accountable for every day. Because mm -hmm. I often take that at the end of the week, share those thoughts with my team, mm. share them with others, mentees that I have and that kind of thing, because I want to make sure that it's all good if I'm a, a thirst for knowledge person, but I want to make sure I transfer that and I share that with others. And I think that's been a lot of my success. I'm somebody who likes sharing thoughts about how I can help and how I've seen a I've seen a an article or I've heard a podcast and I immediately send it to somebody, oh, I've got something that can be really helpful to you. Mm -hmm. And so I think I've just been known for somebody who really truly wants to help other people level up and do better themselves. Mm. I love that. It reminds me a little bit of like uh, pollination or seeds, right? Like you get out, you're, you're taking all of this in and you're like, where can I plant seeds? And they kind of take into take in a life of their own, whether they're ideas or, you know, helping others. I, I love that. I think um, and I think I need to take a lesson from you of, I'm always thinking popping ideas and then, you know, forgetting to jot them down. Cause I think I'm going to remember them. And it's like, I'm getting to that point where it's like, <laughs> there's just way too much in my head that it was like, what, what was that that I was thinking about this morning? So, um, I love the digital notepad, but I, I'm a very visual person and I never really thought about, like you said, like circles and dots and connecting them to help me remember what I was thinking. So um, that's definitely something I may may take from you. Yeah, um, and I'm not ashamed of my note cards. I do um, I do like three by five cards sometimes. Uh, uh -huh. very old school, so I'm not just all digital, but <laughs> with some things that I really wanna make sure I remember and I think about and I put them around my, my computer screen, that kind of thing, that I those are easy for me to say, okay, done that next okay so it's, a good, it's a good visual way to accomplish something and feel like okay i've checked that off my box so yeah some of those kind of ways to reinforce because you feel like in, in this day and age we can never get it all done mm -hmm. and there's always more to do and i say this for women especially who are really you know hard on themselves like i am about being perfect and you know everything you have to do you have to accomplish that day no you don't necessarily have to prioritize jot things down remember them make it visual make it fun for you and uh -huh you know, it's okay to give yourself a break. Fantastic. Now, talking a little bit about, and I think this is where, um, you know, I when I'm coaching, you know, cohorts of women and talking to them, they get stuck around, you know, failures and setbacks and ruminating a lot in these. And as, as you know, research shows that, you know, women tend to spend a lot of time thinking about like, I failed and spending way too much time on that opposed to moving on. Uh, how do you how do you overcome you know failures and setbacks and what are your tactics to kind of like okay get up and move forward again um i am one of those people that's incredibly hard on myself and i will um ponder over something again and again like a record player um so what i would first say to people is it's normal it's fine mm -hmm. um be be empathetic with yourself um, and just give yourself a minute, right? Mm -hmm. And when something happens where it doesn't meet expectations, either it's a personal professional failure, what I would say is spend a moment to kind of think through, okay, what, what could I learn from this? What, what would I do differently next time mm -hmm. versus stewing and re-recording the record player around <laughs> what happened? Why did I do that? That wasn't going well. And again and again, and we're really, I think we really become very hard on ourselves mm -hmm. and, and getting yourself, put the record player away, 
Um, and think through, okay, again, jot down some notes. If the situation happens again, when it happens again, um, and I'm you know, called upon to answer a question, whatever happened that you feel like you made a failure of, a project that didn't go well, how did I start the next project out for success? So I learned from what just happened mm. and I start to put that into action into something new right away. Take mm -hmm. the energy because you know the energy is going to be there. Take right. it from the negative recording, go back and forth, yeah, 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 and put it into a list, put it into something that's kind of unpacking and unwinding in a bit and, and put it to work, almost like building blocks from what you just tore down and you mm -hmm. didn't like and it didn't work for you. And, and re, you know, do those bricks and, mm -hmm. and put them into something that you can start to construct differently next time mm. because it allows you to take the energy that would have been spent over in a negative place and a, and a harsh place on yourself and then put it into something that can actually help you. And maybe it'll help your team mm -hmm. and maybe it'll actually be an experience for you to share with others, which is rather than again, I messed up or something happened. I, I failed at something. It didn't work spend a moment with that because people need to understand that we're all um, human and we all, mm -hmm. you know, at some point you may not meet expectations. That's okay. Right. Failures are learnings. Here's what I learned, mm -hmm. you know, team. And here's what I would like to apply the next time we do this, um, that I do this so you can hold me accountable and that we can learn from it together. And maybe you'll teach them earlier in their career, a, a different way to manage through the failure and, and build to something that they'll feel better about because mm -hmm. We all have been there. We've all had many setbacks and failures in our lives. It's the old saying, it's how do you manage it that makes a mm -hmm. difference? It's how do you deal with it that really shows the kind of person that you are? That's fantastic. And I and I really like how you talked about the energy is going to be there, whether it's negative or positive. Why don't you take that and put it in a more resourceful space and use that to kind of spiral upwards instead of downwards? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. What if you could pinpoint the invisible ceilings limiting your success? Imagine having clarity on your strengths and barriers so you can take action and gain unstoppable momentum to advance as a future-ready leader. Well, that's exactly what the Beyond Barriers quiz will help you discover. You'll get your personalized score based on the 25 essential elements proven to accelerate success in the digital age, so you can understand what's holding you back and where to focus your efforts. The Beyond Barriers quiz is completely free and takes just a few minutes. Go to imbeyondbarriers.com slash quiz and take the quiz today. Let's shift gears and talk about, you know, what you do in terms of achieving your professional goals, right? It, you talked a little bit about in the beginning of your journey, how you were, you've made transitions, had a lot of different roles, gone to different companies after you kind of embraced that idea of wanting to kind of, um, you know, follow your passion. But now that you, when you get to a new organization, what is it that you do to think about What's like, you know, in the idea of like how, what's next? Like you get this new great role, but you're always looking to improve yourself. So what do you do to set and achieve your professional goals? And then mm -hmm. how do you execute on them? Yeah. Well, I think, and, and first and foremost, again, coming into a new role or a new year, it's really what needs to happen immediately and making sure that I, again, visual person, mm -hmm. um, that I lay those out. First and foremost, what's what needs to happen in the short term? What are the goals that I'm going to be held to right away? Mm -hmm. And what can I achieve now? Mm -hmm. um, 
And then what I do again, more in the visual kind of fashion is I literally take usually a very long piece of paper or I look at my digital notebook, put it on the side and I map out a course. I map out kind of a line. It, it may be a bullet pointed line. It may be um, dates across it, but I look at short-term, middle-term, longer-term within a year. Mm-hmm. And I look at longer-term within maybe one to two years. And I look at personally, for me, more like three to five years. Mm-hmm. And so what I've tried to figure out is then how do I make sure that I'm bringing my best of achieving what I want to achieve and need to for the business today? I keep myself accountable and I document what needs to happen in the middle term and I share that with others. Mm. Long term for maybe it's for us a few quarters down the road or the following uh, year that I lay those out and say, if we do this, we achieve this, this is what happens over here. And we start to work towards those longer term things. Mm -hmm. But underneath that, I keep notes. So what's happening at each step? Mm. What are we doing right? What do we need to change course on? And then I allow that to change for the midterm and the long term because things are going to pivot. We have to be, especially in the last what year or so. Yes. Things are going to change. We've got to be adaptable. But more importantly, what I then look for a little bit further down the road, because our industry is um, complex and takes long time to make really significant changes, what does it look like in three to five years? Mm-hmm. Both for my role in what I'm doing, but also just for the industry. Mm-hmm. And so something like you know, in the short term, we want to figure out how can marketing make, you know, interaction with our website, maybe a little easier. Mm-hmm. And then I take that into how does that look like in terms of helping people shop in a different way, maybe in six to 12 months, then right. I look at well, what does that mean for Volkswagen brand or for the industry, maybe in three to five years. Mm-hmm. And what I found worked really well is it actually helps you be more successful in the short term to position it in terms of how it ladders up to long-term because it's Mm. not just here's a moment in time to fix something and make our website more easy to relate to. Right. That's, that's in the moment right now. It, the more we do things like that, and you can see it over time, Mm -hmm. we're a a different brand 12 months from now, we are known for different things. And we actually then pivot people's mindset and change their thoughts about us and their perceptions about us. And it leads up to something that's longer term going to differentiate the brand and be a better win for the brand. You can almost kind of position the short term in terms of what it can do in terms of the right. long term things. Mm-hmm. And then have checkpoints along the way. And I'm just somebody who's always going to think long term. So no matter if you're asking me, well, what would I do in the next 30 days? And how do I accomplish that? I can tell you that pretty straightforwardly, day mm-hmm. by week, et cetera. And then I want to tell you though, and here's what that's going to make in terms of a difference a year from now or mm-hmm. down the road. Because I, I I think that is what helps to motivate the organization. Right. To make a commitment. And it helps you make a commitment yourself to these things can sometimes take time and be hard, but keep that end goal in mind. Yeah. I think that's such insightful advice in terms of keeping the long term in mind, because like you said, you have to have that daily cadence. What are you doing right now? But you really tapped into the idea of being agile and innovative, right? And whatever you're doing today, taking and learning and pivoting a degree to the right, to the left, you know, two degrees shifting, but making sure that you are, you have that long-term that, you know, um, the North Star kind of like always uh, focused. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned over the course of the years personally, but then also, uh, you know, coaching a lot of the women who come through the Beyond Barriers program is um, learning how to say no you know, you have that goal in sight and you're thinking about the present, but then they get lost in saying yes to too many things that then takes them off course. How have you learned to 
you know, say no or, or figured out what do you say yes to? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that causes you to say no to something else. I'm not always good still about saying no to someone or something. I think I still, even going through the coaching program and talking about it over and over again about, you know, what's a, what's a good way to prioritize and think about if you say yes to everything, you're just never going to have enough time in the day Mm -hmm. Um, to me, which is, I really want to be very helpful and I want to get people from A to B. And what I've learned is it's okay if you don't say no, but you have to say, I can help you with this part of it. Let me find another resource to help you with the hard, mm. the hard work or the heavy lifting. Right. Um, and so it's kind of a form of delegation that I, that I become better at over right. time. So I may not be in a position just because of who I am to say, nope, I can't help you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can be in a better position to say, yes, I can help you with that, that slice or that piece of something. Mm-hmm. And I can, I would love to, or I'd be happy to give you a resource or refer you or get one of my team members to help do some of the additional work on it and really, you know, make sure the project is um, followed up on and and is successful. So in the past, I would have said, yes, I'll jump in. I'll help you. I'll I'll do everything Mm -hmm. to really cagey. You can't and you shortchange the things that are really going to be important to you by saying yes to everything. So Mm -hmm. how do you be helpful? Because Mm -hmm. that's really important to me. Yep. Got it. I hear what you're saying. I would love to help you. I think I can help with this one piece of it, even if it's just a referral or a resource Mm -hmm. that can get you there Mm -hmm. and come back to me if there's something else that you need. So you're still seen as somebody who wants to be um, supportive and resourceful, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to be the one that says yes to everything. And I think the things I do say yes to now Mm -hmm. are the hard things that only I think, okay, this is going to take more of my time and it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Because I can tap into years and years of experience. I can really give you perspective on something that maybe others can't. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also good about, all right, I'm going to take you a certain place. And then I may still refer you or I may still suggest additional help or resources. That's great. And I think what I glean from that is that it's yes, but managing expectations. And mm-hmm. rather than saying, yes, I'll take this whole thing on, it's like, I will help you with this piece and you manage expectations and then you hand off the baton to somebody else. Yes, so exactly. Right. I know because I think especially women, um, well, I can only speak for myself, but I, I think I'm somebody that um, is very much about how do I help everyone? Mm-hmm. Right. I, I have a great deal of empathy for folks that need something. And so it's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or you feel like, Oh, I can do that. And so I think that's another big thing is, just because you want to help and you know you could help doesn't mean that you owe everyone, especially people you don't know, um, uh, your time. Mm-hmm. You maybe just owe them a courtesy of, great, I'd love to help you. Here's a resource and that's it. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be solving it for someone else and you don't have to be all things to all people. Mm, I love that. So one more question. I want to shift gears a little bit because I know that you are kind of this true change agent and you like to come into places and help the organizations innovate and change, but we all know that like change is hard. So what is it? What would you say is your superpower when it comes to helping people embrace the change and actually, you know, start seeing some, some change happening Um, as a change agent, what is your superpower that you help people, you know, whether it's your talent, your organization or leaders, how do you influence them to change? I think the first thing I realize is that um, it's okay to say that change is hard. 
It's okay mm. upfront to acknowledge it and say, look, I know this isn't going to be easy. I know it's going to take some time. I know there's a lot of people we have to convince um, to make this happen. But the first step is convince ourselves. So mm. that means making ourselves comfortable. And I think the first and foremost thing I, I talk about is how do you make sure that change feels like it's relatable, <clears throat> excuse me, to what's happening today mm-hmm. for them and um, make sure it can be something where they can see how we can take steps to get there, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be immediate. It doesn't have to be overnight. Um, and that the change is worth the, the effort. So how do I frame something to, today to make you feel a little bit more comfortable, bite-sized steps to get there? Mm-hmm. And then how do I help you understand that let's look at the next three to six to 12 months, maybe even let's look further down the road. Mm-hmm. If we do this and we are successful now and we work towards it, <clears throat> that down the road, look, all the great stuff that will happen. People will fall in love with our brand. We're going to be known globally as this great organization that makes things happen. Marketing will be leading that change. Mm-hmm. How fantastic. You know, and I think that infectious kind of excitement. Yes. <laughs> I got like, excited. Okay. I know. You're like, yeah. well, it's happening now on a project. Uh-huh. And, you know, because I can feel that first, like, oh, man, this is going to be really tough, KG. And we tried it before. It didn't work. Um, and I say, look, I get it. First off, it's hard. No, I, no, no um, denying that. But what I would say is if we don't take a step forward, even if a small one, right, then we're not going to get to where we need to be. And what you're telling mm-hmm. me is by this excitement I just had, you want to be over there. So mm-hmm. let's figure out together a way to make that happen and make others comfortable as we reach those milestones mm. What's in it for them. What does it look like? How do they imagine what's ahead? Mm-hmm. I've seen that for years now with, you know, um, leadership with my team, with dealers in our industry that, change. Um, can, if it just comes across as here's our new program, here's what we're going to do. We're going to change it and it's going to be great. And you can already tell people are like, uh-huh. Yeah. Next grasshopper. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's easy to glaze over something sometimes, especially if it's a deep rooted institutional way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Right. But the more you paint that picture early on of what it can look like in the future mm-hmm. in a way that they can rip that, that person, that, that group, that team can relate to, Mm-hmm. Right, saving you time, helping you with turnover, achieving your goal faster, mm-hmm. and ultimately being more profitable with a smaller footprint. Mm. Now, who wouldn't want that? Right. So let's rewind it and then come back to right now. And what does that change need to look like today? And how do I frame that in a way that you will be excited about it today and you'll be more comfortable with it and your team will be? How can I help you with that? Because you told me you like this. Yes. So it makes it a lot easier to say, well, this gently leads over to that over the course of months or weeks or whatever it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that I think is something that it's not a crystal ball exactly, but mm-hmm. I think it helps people see that some things are worth the effort. Mm-hmm. You know, change can be absolutely worth it, especially if it's something where people can see where they fit in and it, it doesn't have to be all overnight. It doesn't have to be scary. Yeah. I love that. So it's painting that exciting picture, getting them to visualize that and get excited about it and then realize, okay, well, we've got to now step back here and think about what are those subtle things we have to change right now to get there. Mm -hmm. And I love that. That is absolutely a superpower. 
Um, well, this has been fantastic. And I love to ask um, the parting question all the time is, um, you know, what is the, you know, pearls of wisdom or last advice you want to give to the listeners in, um, you know, just, you know, just inspirational words of moving forward, especially in this age of digital disruption and things are always changing. And now things are like trying to get back to normal, right? So everything's going to be picking up again. What is uh, some parting words you would love to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I think that the last 12 or so months, um, we've, we've come to, I think, a really great realization that success and work and life um, doesn't and shouldn't maybe need to look the same going forward, right? Mm -hmm. So we've appreciated things differently. We've observed things differently. We've all, like you said, had to pivot in many different ways, personally and professionally. And what I would say, and I tell this to people now, is that really think about what makes you happy um, in all ways. And I don't mean that, again, just professionally or personally. I mean both. Mm -hmm. And what I would say is in this time of change, and it's going to be kind of crazy probably for the next who knows how long, Mm -hmm. find moments of happiness. Make sure you Mm -hmm. make time for those because you probably discovered things about yourself in the last year or so that you didn't realize you know, personally, professionally, right? That I'm, I'm really excited by, and I love talking about this, or I like meditation where I can just have a moment to myself and really center Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you, whether that be, you know, two minutes or 20 minutes, find something and grab onto that every day Mm. in some way, shape or form, because it is so important in a time of change of uncertainty of needing to figure out who you are and where you want to go next. You got to, I think, approach it from a positive and optimistic frame of mind. And if you know where your happy place is, mm-hmm. <laughs> then it's a lot easier to get there. So make time, make a few moments. And, and if you can do it throughout the day, fantastic. If you can't make sure it's at, the, at least at the beginning of the day, a little snack break in between, and then something at the end of the day that really truly makes you happy. I love that. Thank you so much again, KG, for all of the time on this podcast. And I love that. And I'm actually going to start embracing those happy snacks throughout the day. (laughs) Thanks again. Thanks, Monica. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Barriers podcast. There are thousands of podcasts out there, and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and tell a friend about it and subscribe to get new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com where you'll find show notes, links, and the best way to connect with our guests. See you next episode.